You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's favorite tycoon is Warren Buffett, the sage of Omaha. He supported Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton for president. He wants to tax the rich. He's giving away his billions. Even Bernie Sanders has praised his unselfishness. But where does his wealth come from? What's the secret behind his company Berkshire Hathaway? Our David Dayan has been looking into that question. He's the author of the book Chain of Title, How Three Ordinary Americans Uncovered Wall Street's Great Foreclosure Fraud. It's the winner of the Studs and Ida Turkle Prize. He contributes to The Intercept, The American Prospect, Vice, and The Nation. David Dayan, welcome back. Thank you very much. Well, I always heard that Warren Buffett was a value investor who bought good companies and held on to them despite market trends and turmoil. He likes drinking cherry Coke, so he invested in the company, and now he's got something like $17 billion of Coca-Cola stock, just under 10% of the company. He went to a C's candy shop here in L.A. He thought they made great candy, so he bought that company. He's not trendy. He's not a tech guy. Old-fashioned values made him one of the richest men in America. What's wrong with this picture? Well, that's certainly the conventional wisdom, and that's what's played out uh, in the business press for decades. But Warren Buffett isn't shy about telling you exactly why he makes the investment decisions that he makes. In fact, he often talks about this idea of finding businesses surrounded by a moat. And the idea is that the moat would keep all the competitors to the business away and uh, entrench that particular business uh, in, in a kind of quasi-monopoly power, the ability to have market power, the ability to increase prices on customers without you know, being afraid that they would go to a, an alternative competitor. Uh, he has talked about this for decades, and, and indeed his portfolio shows that his real appetite is not junk food, cherry Coke or whatever, it's monopoly. And because he's so powerful and influential, he has been a, a contributing factor to this increase in monopoly across all sectors of the economy, which has had really disastrous effects for the country at large. His company, Berkshire Hathaway, owns other companies. But where did the original money for Berkshire Hathaway come from? Warren Buffett didn't start out as a wealthy man. So Warren Buffett starts with Berkshire Hathaway in the 1960s. 
Uh, Berkshire Hathaway at the time was kind of a small uh, textile manufacturer. And uh, as Buffett rose through the ranks, he hit on this idea to convert basically uh, Berkshire Hathaway into an insurance company. And, and his, some of his largest portfolio companies, companies owned by Berkshire Hathaway, are insurance companies, 12 of them in all. And what this enables Buffett to do is to essentially use other people's money, the uh, insurance premiums that come in, before they are paid back out in claims. And uh, that money is called float. So in between that time where the, the insurance premiums come in and it has to be paid back out, he can use that money essentially for free to invest it in whatever he wants. And this float has grown from, I, I believe the number is $39 million of float in 1970, to today where he has over $100 billion in float. It's really this giant interest-free loan that enables Buffett to invest widely in whatever it is he wants. Uh, he, he's even talked about how he has more money than he knows what to do with now because there, there you know, is so much money coming in and being generated through the insurance business. Let's talk for a minute about the 2007 crash. One of the key triggers of the 2007 crash was the bonds based on junk mortgages, which had been given right. a super safe AAA rating by these companies whose only reason to exist is to rate the bonds, the bond rating agencies. I was shocked to learn from your new article on The Nation that Warren Buffett owns one of the biggest of the bond rating agencies. That's right. He's uh, the largest investor in Moody's where he owns 24 million shares of that company. They're one of the three big credit rating agencies. And I actually opened the piece with this remarkable meeting between Buffett and these investigators with the Financial Crisis Inquiry Commission. This was the commission that was charged with figuring out the root causes of the financial crisis. And they go to Buffett because he owns so much of Moody's stock. And they asked him, well, what, what do you know about the management of Moody's? Were they uh, too lax in terms of their uh, particular way in which they, they rated these, these junk mortgage uh, bonds? And Buffett says, I didn't know anything about Moody's. I didn't know anything about the management. All I knew was that they had pricing power. And indeed, the three largest credit rating agencies control 95% of the business. There's nowhere else for you to go if you have a security and you want it rated. You have to go to Moody's or Standard & Poor's or Fitch. And Buffett knew that. And that's why he says, by his own admission, that's why he bought all this Moody's stock. He, he says, uh, and I'm quoting now, if you have a good enough business, if you have a monopoly newspaper, or a network television station, your idiot nephew could run it. Your idiot so nephew. That's, that's really how he looks at this stuff. Everybody knows about Coca-Cola and sees candy and Geico insurance. There's another company Buffett owns that I had never heard of that you write about, VeriSign, V-E-R-I-S-I-G-N. I think I'm probably not the only person who doesn't know what VeriSign does. Buffett is the largest investor in VeriSign. They don't own it outright, but he owns about 13% of the, the shares. They are what they call a registry 
for the largest domain names on the internet, .com and .net. If you want to create a website and you want a .com extension on it, you know, johnweiner.com, you go to GoDaddy or you go to one of these companies that sells you that domain name. Behind the scenes is VeriSign, who operates the back-end architecture to make sure that when someone types in johnweiner.com, they get to your website. And they charge a very, you know, a modest amount for, for this service, but they charge it for millions and millions of people. Indeed, four out of every five websites that aren't tied to a country are either .com or .net. So VeriSign has this virtual monopoly over uh, the registry market for these domain names. And they have these government-granted contracts that, in the case of .NET, allows them to increase the price year after year, or in the case of .com, uh, operate it at a price that is extremely profitable and automatically renew that contract if they meet certain benchmarks. And what has resulted is that VeriSign has been able to enjoy an operating profit that is one of the highest in the world. They are making 60% operating margins, profit margins. It's it's absolutely incredible. Now we know about VeriSign. We didn't know about them before. Everybody has heard about Wells Fargo, terrible bank, most hated bank in America today. Another one of Warren Buffett's holdings. Remind us why Wells Fargo is the most hated bank in America today. And tell us what Warren Buffett says about his bank, Wells Fargo. Yeah, how much time do you have? (laughs) Wells Fargo has been involved in just a series of unending scandals in virtually every kind of transaction that they make, whether you're talking about these fake accounts that tellers and, and, and line level personnel created for customers without their knowledge, or the selling of uh, car insurance or home warranty products without the knowledge of customers, falsifying records uh, to increase fees on on people who wanted mortgages with Wells Fargo, overcharging their clients in the foreign exchange market. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. This has really been just sort of a a loop since the middle of 2016. And uh, Buffett has been asked about this on various occasions. He is the largest investor in Wells Fargo, has been for some time. At first, he called them a terrific bank, said you know that, that some things were, were, were done there wrong, but they're definitely being corrected. A few months later, when, it, when nothing was really changing, he said that the board of directors were culpable for not removing the stain on the business. What he didn't disclose at that time is that Warren Buffett voted to reelect all those members of the board of directors just a few months before he made that statement. This is another example of how Buffett is kind of an absentee owner. He, he has these investments, and he, because of his stature, could really create change inside the executive suite, but he chooses to have a hands-off kind of attitude toward things, even when in the case of Wells Fargo, a bank that has, you know, these terrible risk management failures and, and, and loss of internal control. And uh, he'd, he'd prefer not to know anything about it. 
Let's talk about politics. Warren Buffett is famously a Democrat who wants to tax the rich. He says it's unfair that his secretary is taxed at a higher rate than he is. The Buffett rule is a part of the uh, Obama era. He wanted to tax people making more than a million dollars a year at a minimum rate of 30 percent. Would you agree that that's a good idea? Well, these are nice statements, certainly, and uh, worthwhile things to uh, pursue. But when it comes to Buffett and taxes, he he doesn't really walk the walk. Uh, His second most valuable stock holding besides Wells Fargo is Apple. And Apple has famously one of the most notorious corporate tax evaders in in the entire world. They, They stash profits in offshore tax agents to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars. And Buffett himself is a very voracious user of tax loopholes. Just the fact that instead of investing personally, he does it through Berkshire Hathaway, that creates this huge tax shelter for all of the investments that he makes. It is assumed that the Republican tax bill will actually save Berkshire Hathaway $37 billion do you remember during the tax bill, there was a talk about the private jet tax break yeah. uh, in, in the legislation? That was actually about a dispute between the IRS and a company called NetJets, which is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, they were trying to get out of paying their taxes on these private jets. So, you know, it's nice for Warren Buffett to talk about how he should pay more in taxes, but this is a guy who has something on the order of 85 or $90 billion in wealth, and he pays about $1.8 million a year in taxes, this infinitesimal amount of his total wealth. So what would you do about Warren Buffett and his $85 billion? <laughs> well, I, I think there are a lot of things we can do. First of all, uh, you, you almost can't deny that that Buffett is more of an opportunist here. He's playing the system as it's as it's sitting there, right? It, it, the, the, the market concentration, we have laws to, to try to forestall that through uh, the Sherman Act and the Clayton Act, the antitrust laws that served this country for over 100 years. We haven't really enforced them in a long time. And if we did, Buffett's strategy of finding moats would be less successful. The other thing that we can do is, and, and I think the only way, that we're going to really deal with income and wealth inequality in this country is to look at all of the money that goes towards capital ownership, the sort of Buffett-style passive control and passive investments that that earn him his fortune. We know that the top 1% of the country owns, uh, of the world, I should say, owns almost all wealth that holders of capital capture this increasing amount of national income. And if we're going to do anything about equalizing outcomes in any major way, we're going to have to look at capital income, which is the kinds of things that Buffett earns on a daily basis. If we were to divert some of that through a global wealth tax, we could uh, spread that, that those benefits out to the greater population at large rather than just a few fabulously rich rich people like Warren Buffett. David Dayan, his investigation of Warren Buffett's wealth is featured in the new Monopoly Power issue of The Nation magazine. It's out this week. You can read it at thenation.com. David, thanks for this great piece, and thanks for talking with us today. 
Excellent. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.